Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Michael from Kendo World, and thank you for joining in to the latest KED Talk. Um, I'm here today with Kazuyo Matsuda, uh, seventh dan Renshi from Japan, but uh, Kazuyo has been living in England, in the UK, uh, since 1993 when she came uh, there to study. Um, she's been actively supporting women's kendo in the UK and other European countries uh, for several years. And she's had about 40 years worth of training in kendo. And she's also the leader of the Kodokan Kendo Club in Watford in Hertfordshire in the UK. Um, last year, uh, she started the Fine Ladies Kendo Worldwide magazine, a kendo magazine focusing on uh, women in kendo. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk to her about the magazine and the things she's trying to cover with it. So Kazuyo, uh, welcome to KED Talk. Hello. Well, thank you for inviting me for today's talk. Yeah, no problem at all. I'm really interested to hear about uh, your magazine and what you're trying to do with it. Um, first of all, just, um, said in, in your little intro at the beginning that you first came to the UK in 1993. Um, that was for study, is that right? Yes, that's right, and it's, it's very long time ago. Uh, I was very young then. <laughs> yes, I came to study and for um, a year or three years or so, and just life continued and... Um, I also changed my subject from art to design to architecture. So that took a long time for me to uh, complete the studies really. And at the end of it, I, I was lucky to find a job here. So I, I um, decided to stay and that carried on. And um, it was not, for, not really an enough opportunity for me to kind of decide to to go back for good so that's where I am. So you were already training in kendo when you came to the UK? Yes I was Sundan then um, so I started when I was six and through to high school time um, when I graduated high school then I came here so there was a continuation of training. And there was a time that uh, a junior kendo club was starting in 1993 called Wakaba Kendo Club in, um, at the time, um, Croydon. And a group of people gathered and I, I've been there like a few times there and then they decided to move to a uh, chalk farm where there was a Japanese school and so children who finish the school on Saturday can just stay there and then just join the club and that was the idea and um, so I just followed them and joined that club at the same time sorry about that at the same time um, I was also UCL Kendo Club member you know, the, the, the time was no internet and um, 
my flatmate at the time was Korean. She was a Korean lady and she practiced kendo too. Um, our discussion, oh, Kazuyo, you need, you need to find a, a kendo club in, in London. Um, so I went to Japan Center and there would be a notice board and lots of things would be advertised there. And then there was a kendo thing in there. So I called the number and that's how people used to find out things. And that was uh, Japan Sensei there, spoke Japanese and um, kind of went like this. And so I joined the UCL Kendo Club, um, Wakaba Kendo Club. And so that was my first half of uh, Kendo career in the UK until I moved out of London and I joined the Kodokan Kendo Club. So what was the... And, yeah, um, so how was the kendo situation in, in London around that time in 1993 when, when you went to study? Were there many clubs? Because there's quite a few in London now, although I, I've not had much experience of, of training there myself. Yeah, sure. a lot of clubs. But then we just in one place and uh, Wakabo was really great because it accepted uh, children and adults, so children's class and adults class to follow after the children's class finished. So I would stay on for the adults class and then the pub. And where in pub we discuss a, a lot of things and exchange information and there lots of other clubs. So would come and then I would go there and then it was like that at the time, you know. And so yeah, I would go. Um, Hagakure Club in Bermondsey, like near London Bridge. There were also Imperial College Kendo Club there already. Um, Mumeshi, of course, I would go to Mumeshi from time to time on Sundays. Or other places too. Uh, Yawara was there, I think, at the time. There, I wouldn't go in the 90s, but maybe in 2000s when I got involved in British Kendo kind of um, official position. So I've gone many places, but in London, the um, UCL was quite a big club then, you know, a lot of students um, join and um, yeah, so there were students kind of community there and at Okaba there was juniors community and parents group and then Wakaba adults there was just adults group and I think um, I, I knew many people through there and learned English there in the pub <laughs> fantastic <laughs> so most of my kendo well I actually started kendo in Japan so I've only a, a couple of times when I've uh, taken my, my Bogo and stuff back to England uh, specifically London and yeah, I've trained at the at Wakabar and Hizen, UCL and what's the one near Elephant and Castle um, I forget the name now but every single one that I went <laughs> to we, we, we always ended up in the pub afterwards um, much more than we did yeah. training uh, training in Japan yeah so one, one that thing was an important part of yeah yeah it's uh, yeah, after Mumeshi pub Wakabar pub UCL pub, he's in pub. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, what's the others? I can't remember. All, all of them. It was the pub. Even the one I went to in Cambridge, uh, at Cambridge University, I think it was. We we ended up in the pub as well. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to ask you, yes. it was my impression. So I, I haven't had much uh, experience of training in kendo in England. Um, but my, my impression of it is there seemed to be a lot more uh, women practising. The, 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 the ratio of... of of men to, to, to women in the dojo seems to be greater uh, or a bit more even than what, what I find here in Japan. Would you say that's correct? Really? Oh, that's interesting because uh, the statistics, let's say that uh, there are more women in um, Sintish than any other country. So about 30% um, kind of population is women. And here I I figure out that it's been always 10% is a rule of thumb for any countries. And Europe too, uh, I'm not sure about America, but 10% is a good figure for women. But it depends on the club. So we're talking about country by country. But recently, when I looked the figure last year, um, well, there was some confusion of how to count the, the university students or female in the area. I wasn't really given an explanation, but uh, in England, uh, in the UK, the percentage uh, had gone up. So it was about 12% of um, the population in the UK uh, was women last year. So I think it's growing, interestingly, yes. But... I think there are more women practicing Japan. I mean, in terms of percentage-wise, I maybe it's just the the clubs I go to here. My regular Sunday club, there's yeah. I think four or five women <laughs> there. But what one, a couple of the other kind of big sports center dojos, very very few. Yeah. Maybe it's a bit different, like London. I suppose there was a lot more <laughs> students. I think there when I went to when I trained there. Um, yeah. Has that changed a lot from Possibly. 1993 when you first moved there? Are, are there more women oh, yeah. now than, than back then? No, I think there were less. But then, yeah, the environment was very different too. So, you know, we, we talk a lot about um, the facility. So there would be a changing room for women. So we would change in the toilets or some kind of closet kind of place or uh, shower, no shower. And then there will, there used to be a kind of the um, culture that Kendo was for men. So women really didn't have much space, but I think um, for me it was easier to mingle because I was already sundown when I came to the UK. And I think in a way it was much appreciated in the club situation. So there was a small group of women in, for example, UCL. And Hizen was used to be UCL, so UCL, Hizen kind of split in one time. But then so um, Jeff Hansen used to have quite a, a, a large group of women, female students at the UCL. And that kind of group was nice, but then the problem is that women after the university, they just leave and not stay with Kendo. So that's the problem with the university uh, situation, I think. 
just three or four years and then some may come back later on, but lots of people just um, leave as the club is just in no more. I see. Uh, we just had uh, actually someone mentioned in the chat that in currently in Qatar, uh, there are 10 uh, women members in kendo clubs there, which actually is about 30% of the kendo population <laughs> in that country. Oh, so oh. That's, a, that's a fantastic ratio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and most of them are Muslim as well. So it kind of, hi, oh. hi Casual. Let's say, so it kind of um, makes you think, you know, uh, everyone thinks Islam is restrictive against women, but actually the girls love it. Uh, they really, really enjoy being wow. able to um, put on the armor and, um, you know, get out of the house and fight. Fantastic. Yeah. I never saw, I never thought that. Yeah. One very strong member is yeah. from Jordan and um, she just is so passionate about kendo. Um, she's training to be a, uh, a pharmacist, actually, in Qatar. Um, but she sends me messages all the time. She can't wait for Kendo to restart properly. And, yeah, so there's a high level of commitment wow. amongst the females in Qatar. So I'm trying to get them to buy your magazine. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that's, great to hear. Uh, that's great to hear that there's so many uh, practicing over there. Uh, so what, one thing yeah. I also mentioned in, in uh, your introduction was that um, you've been uh, teaching in different seminars around Europe and or taking part in, in different events around Europe. Is that mostly in a, in a teaching capacity? Um, do you mean um, in different countries? Yeah, so is it more, more you've been traveling to these countries uh, as, as an instructor? Yeah, it's um, the whole thing is quite strange, really. Um, just just to give you a, a, a background, I I been I went to Germany for the European first first European Kindle ladies Kindle seminar run by Sato Rien Sensei. Um, Sato Sensei was the, the captain of uh, nineteen. 87, uh, the first um, WKC that had the woman in it, not as a formal section, but um, so she has a, a long history of teaching and also being in the um, ladies team. And so that was fantastic. And I, I went there twice. And back then, uh, the German Kendall Federation had um, support for the ladies Kendall and, and so on and so forth. I cannot see any ladies seminar without the federation support. Um, it, it just doesn't function like that. So all the countries that I've been, like Greece or Sweden or Germany as well, Spain, um, even Ukraine, uh, there, there is a kind of allowance, the understanding of just a package of ladies candle section they want to develop. So they support and other countries just, they're not interested in women's candle or maybe there isn't such a thing. So ladies candle, no way. You know, maybe they don't even want them there in their practice because some people just think 
that lady is just going to be a program in the sessions. So they're going to um, just level down the class uh, situation. So cannot practice the high level training exercises because there are ladies there. But so there are kind of different levels of uh, understanding of what ladies can do um, is or should be, or is, is there something, anything like that or what, you know? So, um, and then when the federation changes its policy, they just change the um, kind of um, policy towards ladies candle too. So it's an interesting thing to see and how people um, make the seminars happening, the organizational um, background of the seminars always interests me. And there are just a few countries that they were lucky to, to have the opportunities to, to run such even just groups training together, women only. So yeah, that's, that's a kind of complex um, Thing ladies can do in terms of um, organizational positioning and the policy understanding, and if there are good teachers who knows how to teach women, um, yeah, such group can uh, have ladies for a long time. Other groups, they may not have the interest long term, so they just leave. So I don't know if I answered any any oh, part no, of the question. No, that's that's fine. So then then you ended up starting the was it you that started the the Fine Ladies Kendo seminar in the UK? Um, not really. Uh, when I got involved, um, I was called by Paul, who was uh, Kendo butcher then in the UK, and. Honda Sotero Sensei ran the first ladies' kendo seminar in the UK um, in the previous year. So I came in to, to lead the seminar that back then I was quite young. But then ever since I got involved in organizing and um, inviting teachers from other places, I invited once um, Christian David Sensei from France. And then in 2011, when the earthquake happened in Japan, Ozawa Sensei didn't come in March. Usually he comes to the UK to run a seminar uh, end of March. But it was too close the time to the earthquake, so he decided not to come that year. But he came in July. And he was writing the, uh, on the Budo magazine um, the history of and the future of female kendo, which um, part you translated. And then she introduced me to Kobayashi Setsuko Sensei. He said that I should contact her and invite her to the UK because she's um, getting older. So, so I did, I contacted her. And then the following year, 2012, she came to run the seminar and she was 73 then. Wow. And 
that was really fantastic. And that really coincided with the um, World Championships in Novala that year, 2012. And the seminar, the ladies' seminar, was a week after that event. So lots of people kind of made the trip from Italy, UK, and then back to their own country. So we had a lot of ladies joined then. And that was really an eye-opening. I never, I hadn't seen Kobayashi before, but um, she she's the she's the pioneer of the female kendo in the history. So we had a great great seminar there. What sort of things did she cover in that seminar? What was what was different, say, between? Uh, 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 a seminar that both men and women can take part and and that seminar? Um, she does have a thing called Kobayashi Method, and that's designed for women. And so physique, men- mentality, and the way to approach uh, exercises and kendo was all for women. So, for example, the exercises that we had to do to make the step further. Firstly, was to use the right muscle groups. So, well, physically, women and men are different, and um, women, of course, are weaker physically. So, we have to really focus in the areas like the triceps and the inner thigh muscles. And so, exercises were designed for strengthening those muscles and muscle groups that we need to use to do kendo all together. And so that was really different. But also she is coming from pre-war time. So a lot is um, using the sword. So Bokken exercises were really interesting too. She would do some things that other teachers would say don't do, things like Try flat foot, put your left heel on the floor and try and see what you can do. And things like that from a different point of view and look at the movements differently and analyze. She, she does a lot of analyze uh, herself and so to design and she's always constantly thinking. So that was in 2012 and she, she, she's gone ill. She, she, she had a serious illness the following year. And everybody thought in, in Tokyo, she said she has a, a large group of female students in Tokyo. And that group is called Fine Ladies. And so we, we took that name to the UK seminar from the following year when we got the permission from her. Anyway, so she got ill and then everybody thought that she wouldn't be able to practice kendo anymore. But then two years later, um, she was taking uh, a lot of uh, rehabilitation works. And because we started the Setsuko Cup, uh, Kobayashi Setsuko Cup, so we had a female on the competition during the seminar. And that was coming to the third cup. She, did, she was determined to come back for the third Setsuko Cup. So she said, I'm coming. So you need to make sure everything is good. And I'm still doing the sightseeing, so make sure that sightseeing is good. And then she, she did come. 
And so, yeah, that was really, really nice and two year seminar experience with her. But in between those um, two years, 2012 and 2015, she didn't come for two years. So her kind of um, right-hand person, uh, Inoue Sensei, came to cover. But she's really similar to Kobayashi Sensei, much younger in in 60s, but she covered everything that uh, Kobayashi Sensei would have done. So ever since after that, 2016, Inoue Sensei will come back um, until last year. The seminar didn't happen. We just had a Zoom. And maybe this year the same. I'm still thinking because it's happening in June, the best time of best season in the UK. And so seminar is always kind of um, warm-ish. The first year was a bit cold and a bit wet, but um, after that, it was always nice. Yeah, it remains yeah. to be seen whether people are going to be able to gather still in, in this June. It's not that too far away, is it? Especially, yeah. I, I don't think you'd be able to get anyone coming from overseas. Yeah, that's kind of a long way, Danny, not yet. So yeah. it's uh, interesting you're talking about uh, Kobayashi uh, Setsuko-sensei. It kind of leads us very nicely into the magazine that you started in 2020 yeah. called Fine Ladies Kendo Worldwide. And an interview with Kobayashi Setsuko is actually kind of the main, the main interview uh, in, that, in that magazine. And I think uh, in that it, it talks about that she was actually only the, the second woman, was it, to pass seventh dan? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's pretty pretty incredible. And uh, yeah, she, in the article as well, it talks about, ah, what a great plug. <laughs> yeah. So that's her on the cover, right? Yeah, that's right. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> on sale. Yeah. So what was the uh, the reason for, for starting that magazine then? Uh, it was always in my head to interview Kobayashi Setsuko-sensei. And it has been a bit difficult because when, when I visit Tokyo, then there's really little time to meet her. I would go for one uh, class and then... There are lots of people there. We will have uh, dinner together, etc., etc. But then there's also been a pressure from her students because she's she's very very um, special teacher, and she has specific ideas about kendo itself. So they're a bit protective. I don't know. Yeah. So. I've been thinking about it for many years to interview Kobayashi Sensei, but then this coronavirus happened and, um, you know, we couldn't travel anymore. And I thought, because we started the Zoom session for Kendo classes and I knew how Zoom can offer us, like, like these interviews was um, becoming possible and then maybe it's a good opportunity to do that right now to, to through the, the Zoom kind of... Um, online interview so I just asked her and she said fine so that was what I wanted to do for a long time but then at the same time I thought 
I would I would interview many more women because I know I, I know that there are lots more women that we haven't met and maybe we, we haven't known before. And I thought, you know, coming to this kind of age, we think about the past and the future in a different way from when I was younger. So I think, um, and also women often don't exchange broadly. We tend to kind of make small groups here and there and we're really comfortable with, within that group and not really reaching out um, outside that group. So I thought maybe something like this can connect people, not only within the UK, but, you know, if I made this magazine bilingual, uh, Japanese people can read this, and then maybe it's good that they know what's happening outside Japan, and, and so on and so forth. And I thought, hmm. And, and then there were some volunteers who wanted to help me, uh, two really um, good team members for me now, hardworking, Michelle and Rina, uh, one in Scotland, one in the US. So we're three kind of working closely together to, to get the idea together and produce the magazine together. And at the same time, we developed this a website where we can have a forum. And also, we've been uploading a few free articles so people can read in, in Japanese and in English. Some ideas to come, you know, for maybe in the future, French and Spanish and other languages, but we're not coming to that point yet, maybe in the, in the future. But yeah, so that, that was the beginning really. And, and I had some time to, to try out what kind of time scale that we need to produce such thing while I was followed. So <laughs> that kind of worked really nicely with, you know, time-wise, because it's quite labor intensive to put together everything. <laughs> Yes, it is. And we've got a lot of experience of that. I, I can't believe when... Ken, uh, so I wasn't involved in Kinderworld right from the beginning. I came in right. a few years after, but I can't believe they were putting out four magazines a year when it first started. It's just... Oh, I mean, that's we, a we're, lot. we're finding that's it hard to, to put out one a year now at the moment. But So the, the, the real catalyst for, for you starting the magazine was you had this idea about interviewing Kobayashi-sensei and then suddenly have the time I suppose because you you, you can't yeah. look and then um so so from when you started when you first thought well I'm going to do this until you published your, your first issue how how long how long did that take about two months uh, two two months yeah wow well I think that you, you've put us yeah, to no. shame there with it, getting magazines ready I mean, we have 64 pages here, so I'm not that sure, you know, and we have English and Japanese together, so that's, you know, making it double already. And the uh, other thing I do is to create videos, so the interview like this, 
much professional you do, but uh, I interview them and edit and then put some titles in. And sometimes people talk very, very long time. And I don't want to make the interview one hour. So edit that and then question and answer, question and answer. Very, very basic. Mm-hmm. But putting titles in and editing, you know, that takes time. And uh, yeah, that, that was a hard bit as well. And I was learning how to edit video as well. So, um, but that was fun. Really, really, I'm learning really a lot talking to those amazing people. Um, I've just done the sixth interview uh, last uh, Wednesday. And she, Jin Kodama Sensei in USA, California. And yeah, she was an amazing person. Um, you know, everybody has different things to say. That's amazing thing too. Not like everybody, you know, telling me what they had problem with or in the past there was no change or something like that. There was always interesting stories behind every one of them. Differently, slightly different stories. And sometimes very, very different stories. Why did you start Kendo? It's not like because my brother started Kendo, I, I started too. Nothing like that. Nothing at all like that. I, I think so we, talking to them is really... I, okay, I think I, I read with, yeah. with Kobashi Sensei, it was just her family did Kendo, so there was, there was no... There was no choice, really. Just everybody. She had three sisters, was it? I think yeah. um, everybody did kendo. It was just yeah. She's okay. Yeah, her case is special because she started kendo pre-war, and um, there's no nobody else started kendo pre-war today. Ladies, kendo ka. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so yeah, she she would do shikake me. Mewchi and things like that. Yeah, I found that it. kind of time. You, you don't. So, yes. You you don't see any like leg sweeps and grappling anymore. But uh, yeah, it's quite interesting what oh. you said about that. So you had the the big interview with Kobashi Sensei yeah. in that magazine, and then also you had um, looking at it now Kishikawa Michiko Sensei from Brazil and Christian David from France as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have people from South America, Europe, and obviously Asia in that. Um, so this first magazine came out in January or February 2021. Which year was it? Oh, which yeah, year? me Yeah, uh, We had a few problems with the printing company as well because of <laughs> snow as well as coronavirus issues. But... Um, yeah, um, the final printed magazine came out uh, a week after, but the digital magazine came out on the promised date, 15th of Feb. And so our magazine is biannually. So the next one will come out mid August, and then number three will be mid February again. And I don't think we can increase this, um, you know, frequency with. With that, us uh, working full time, and you know, we're just trying to find spare time. But biannually, we can do it, and that's the kind of thing that I came up with doing that first one. First one was really crazy, but um, I think as second as, one, we're taking more time to plan. 
the the further you go along, I think the more you'll learn and and the the uh, the more streamlined your your operation will become. And you know, we're still learning. Yeah. I, I think we're, we're back in the day when Alex and Hamish started Kendall World. I mean, there was no internet. I don't think back then, or it certainly wasn't what it is like now. And they they had no idea about yeah. publishing or anything. They just kind of winged it, I think, and it's kind of grown into this thing. So I've just seen, actually, you've just started publishing or, or publicizing on Facebook about the second issue. So you said August will be that? Yeah. So who, who do you have um, in uh, the August edition or issue number two? Yeah, so interview-wise, we have Fujino Tamai-sensei. Um, she's from Tokyo uh, as well. But she's the famous uh, Nakamura Toki-sensei's daughter. And so everybody will know her. Um, really nice story. Very, very interesting. And um, uh, Jin Kodama-sensei mentioned earlier from California. And there, there's a link between the two. You'll find out. And um, Sue Naitoni sensei from New Zealand. They're, they're the three for the volume two. And we'll have the part two or the follow-up from the last article, Paul Baden's um, The Dawn of the Ladies Kendall. And um, it's uh, called the, the New World, um, Brave New World, The Dawn of the Women's Kendall. And Kate Sylvester's uh, WKC Women's Participation Number Two, and you'll have the second parts of the female Kendo Bogu discussion with um, Michie uh, Imai Sensei. Um, we will have a small corner of um, kind of essay by high-grade female Kendoka um, thinking outside of the box. And this time we have um, Bundak uh, Kaneda Akemi for that. And we have a new article on Takano Hatsue, the, the first seventh down in the history. Um, she's, she's late, Takano Hatsue, but um, we are revisiting her and uh, there will be an article on her. Very, very exciting. Yeah, great. Um, so yeah, so we cover um, Japan. Japan too many pioneers, so we're gonna have Japan um, for some time. Every issue, a pioneer from Japan, pioneer from then number one had um, Europe and South America. This time we're going to North America and uh, New Zealand. Uh, Oceania. So the volume three is going to be the rest, Asia and Canada, and that's cover the whole continent. Wow. Um, so, so you know what's coming. Yeah. So in uh, in the the second edition coming out in August, then you've got an interview with Sue Litolis. Well, I've met Sue a couple of times when she yeah. when she's come to Japan. And she was the was she the the first woman to take part in the world kendo championship. So when she did, there there wasn't a, a women's competition. She was part of the the men's team 
I believe. Is that right? Yeah, there are actually a few female who did that um, around the time or before her time. So the first lady was um, uh, Kazuko. She was from um, USA or Canada, USA, North America team. And she was on the first World Kendo Championships. And I think um, was the only one really to take part in the main section, possibly until Sue took part as the main, because a lot of females took part in the Goodwill Taikai, which was at the time very, very separate and separate day, separate competition. But sometimes it was kind of a mixed event. So there was a main tournament and then a Goodwill Taikai would come into kind of program. But yeah, she would be one of the few ladies who would take part in, in the main section of mixing the male competitors. But even when I believe yeah. in the earlier days of the of the, the World Kendo Championships, even though there was a, a woman's side or a woman's competition, it wasn't it wasn't official. I believe it was it was it Glasgow. Right, yeah. Was it Glasgow? Was the first official woman's competition? Yes, that's right. 2003. 2003, right, yeah. And then it's it's yeah. a real shame that the that obviously for everyone, not not just the women, but for the men as well, that the 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 World Championships uh, was cancelled, uh, the one in France, because it was going to be the first one where you, usually you have the men's individuals on one day, men's team on one day, and then women's team and individual on the same day, which is. It's a really long day, especially if yeah. if you're competing in both. But it was going to be separate, and um, which I think is 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 absolutely right. That have fem- uh, women's individual on yeah, one day, women's going to, team yeah. on the next. Yeah, yeah. Because I can yes. imagine it just so, be so hard. Good. It'd be so hard if you're uh, taking part in the individuals, and that's a long that's a long day if you're just doing that, and then have to go and fight in the team. I remember yeah. when we we've been there to yeah. you know video and 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 um and and you know get materials and stuff on on the women's competition it, it's it's a long day doing doing both and it's it's mm-hmm. only fair it's it's only right that they're now starting to do them on separate days so it's a real shame that it didn't yeah, happen so. yeah yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, organizational point of view, maybe there wasn't enough time or Friday, Saturday, Sunday is already, you know, quite difficult. But then you have the, the meetings on Thursday and referees thing happening as well. So, yeah, it's it's more kind of time commitment that everybody has to put in. So um, I think it's also more important that uh, female sections recognized and respected as uh, a official category as it is, but having that kind of um, treatment um, isn't really doing anything good for the competitors, as well as um, the status as a whole, as in organizational um, understanding. And, um, you know, they need to take women's action seriously. And, the competitors and the official groups will need to be taken um, elite, you know, 
athletes and um yeah it's it's happening now so it's it's good gradually we're moving on gradually step in the right direction definitely so so yeah so i mean there's one thing if you know recently in in march that we went to the the all japan kendo uh championships where they held the men's and the women's competition on the same day obviously because of corona um the the regular dates for the competitions were were cancelled and they had to do them together so one thing I think that we mentioned in one of the videos we put out about that is um, in the in the women's competition, it was all the judges uh, were women. Um, and obviously in yes, the competition, they were all men. So hopefully there'll start to be some uh, women judges, uh, referees in the, uh, in the women's version of the, of the WKC as well. Do you I think... Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Do you, do you think that's going to happen at the next one or not? The WKC. Yeah, the next World Champs. Do you think there'll be there'll, there'll no, be no WKC because of the well, <laughs> um, not in a position to say, but um, the the procedure for the selection of the referees is difficult. <laughs> That it, unless that changes, uh, things like that cannot happen. That's for sure. And you know the fact that the the referee selection currently in place um, would have sometimes you know um, picked them from some countries. Uh, the the. The rule is so, uh, it's not working. So you need to kind of have a different um, rules for making it happen. But then when I look at European championships, that's hard as well. And and um, the selection procedure is very similar, but you need to attend these referee meetings and then you need to be chosen from the, um, the federation that you etc etc and so women in that category I have seen a few uh, female referees in the European Championships uh, but it, I think it's coming on French kind uh, Federation for example they are uh, we can see that they are kind of pushing to that direction so more women are coming on other countries it's difficult even for the countries they have seven down female teachers, they're not coming up to the referee position. And yeah, they, they are getting involved in coaching and managers' positions instead. So it's a kind of balance really. And uh, but when I see the juniors category in European Championships, it's it's kind of it's kind of sad that, um, you know, it's really the juniors level that we need to look at um, to kind of see their future. If they continue, they will be the female team members. Like what, what French do, they look after the junior, 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 like teenage junior, and then they may continue adults. 
um, that stepping stones really working well, but even French um, at the European level, because of the maybe the referee and because because it's mixed competitions, the girls can do is really hard to to um, see any further because if, if you look at high school competition in Japan, they are of course separate, men and female. And you can see already the male kendo and the ladies kendo different. The scoring is a bit different and the um, tactics different and all that. It's, it's not happening here. So, the, for example, the girls need to be powerful and really good to know you to, to try and make ippon in the junior mixed competition here. And it's really hard on them because physically it's not possible. And so you need to be physically able and well structured and be strong to be able to make ippon. So that's kind of um, when I see them struggling, I, I, I feel really sad. That something needs to change. Okay. So hopefully with things like your your magazine is going to be able to encourage more more women into kendo and, and, and get more women to de- develop and, and study harder and study more and and stuff. Where do, where do you see how your, your magazine is going to develop in the next few years? What would you like to see happen? I, because um, we are at the moment looking at pioneers and really the history History is uh, important um, for me and then hopefully for many other people. And I see that there's a demand of this kind of information coming through. So I think the magazine's is going to help these people, uh, not necessarily everyone, but those who are interested in history and looking back what people used to do and where the woman's candle come from and where we're going. Where we're going is something that needs to happen by studying what happened in the past. And so I hope to kind of make a connection between the past, ladies' kindle, and current and into the future. Maybe it will take some years, not like, you know, first three or four issues, but years of this after we kind of gradually separate from the pioneers section and then coming into more about current situation. And there should be a kind of a overlap sometime in the future when maybe in three years time or something, when more about um, a now and future sections coming. But um, I'm, I strongly believe that there's nothing we can think of the future without thinking about the past. So, this can really develop something because there's really nothing written in the history. So, you know, you Google Takano Hatsue, what do you find? What you find is uh, someone asking if Takano Hatsue is a person who passed seventh and the first time in the history. That's all I could find in a Google search. And so nothing written there or no books. There are a few articles written about her. What about Kobayashi Sensei? No book about her. 
some articles, um, interviews, but really thin. So the archive is really thin about female kendo. It's almost trying to eliminate female kendo in the past from the history. We can't let that happen. And that's part of the reason I'm doing this. And so write it down, publish it so it's there. We can't ignore them. And of course, I want to see people talking more broadly, internationally, and exchange ideas. Um, I need to study more about you know situation in Japan. I I I am Japanese and I, I grew up there, but there's some strange things happening in the media. So you heard things like you know Olympic Committee president resigning and things like that yeah, due to yeah. comments about the gender sensitive issues. Um, I think some kind of education needs to be happening throughout kind of worldwide ideas because what, what they have in Japan may not be the same in Europe, America, they're all slightly different the gender issues. And there's some very strong feeling coming from other members of the female kendo group that I have. This gender issue is, is um, very deep. So um, we need to touch that as well in the magazine some way or another. And so that's, again, discussing and exchanging ideas and develop ideas and what female kendo should be without gender issue or with gender issue and how we deal with it is a big topic, but we're going to come into that soon. Okay, that sounds great. It's going to be really interesting to see how the, the magazine develops. So um, can you tell us what your homepage is so if people are interested in your magazine, how can, how can they read it? How can they get it? So it's findladieskendo.com. That's the website, uh, and it's all there. Our homepage has all the list of uh, issues, volume one still on sale, what's coming up, volume two, and the contents all there. And we have the magazine. You need to become a member to, to get into that page. The magazine, the digital magazines there, and the videos all there as well, and free articles. You don't need to become a member to read the free articles. Um, then we also have forum, forum, and we are running also a monthly vote. So you're voting this month. Oh, our question is: um, Do you think the female grading examination should be separate from the, the male? And then people just vote yes or no. And then at the end of the month, we we're gonna discuss that topic. So every month we have a topic, and people vote. And then ideally we, we discuss that in the forum. There's not nothing, nothing much happening at the moment because uh, Facebook is really just so easy access and people just comment on the Facebook. So we can't stop that happening. But um, the idea is that we start talking more of those kind of possibly crucial issues, you know, things like the grading. And um, we also had the... Um, last month about the um, discrimination issue. 
Very, very shockingly, we had together um, experience and witness discrimination. Something like 77% said yes. Wow, that's huge. That's, that's huge, and that's shocking. And that's possibly just uh, the top of the iceberg, you know? So these things cannot be ignored. We, we need to do something. But unless we start questioning people, they don't talk. So the uh, other thing we want to do is to, you know, make them aware that we are here. So you can voice if you need to. But yes, we are not consultation groups, so we're just a platform where people can start talking. And if necessary, they might need to go somewhere else to, to resolve their issues. But unless this happening, they might just leave, you know? So some people said they just left if when, when they had the discrimination experience happened. Um, so yeah, the topics will come up every month and people are welcome to vote. Fantastic. So just once again, uh, I urge you to go out and support Kazio's magazine and you can find it at fineladieskendo.com where they have a hard copy paper issue and a digital copy and as Kazio's explained all the other different things on their homepage as well. Uh, So we've already got issue one out and issue two will be coming out uh, in August. Uh, Kazio, could you hold it up again if you have it in front of you? So I think you'll need to say something so that the, the camera goes to you. Oh, so here's the magazine volume one and we have all the very interesting things here, the three pioneers interviews and very interesting articles here, all about female Kendall. So here's us. I have a Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as well. You can follow us or just come and visit our page. And then join us. Fantastic. Well, we'll put all of the the details for your social media stuff uh, in the uh, description under the video. Um, So, Kazio, best of luck uh, with Fine Ladies Kendo, uh, Fine Ladies Kendo Worldwide. Uh, I think it's a great thing that you're doing, and uh, we look forward to seeing how it develops in the future. And thank you very much for spending an hour talking to us on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, thank you very much, Kazuyo Matsuda. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me today and um, giving me a great opportunity to talk about this magazine. And uh, thank you for your support. No problem. It's been great to talk. Thank you very much. Thank you.